Um, <laughs> yeah, so Doomsday Preppers. Okay. I really hope that uh, in in the in the apocalypse, this mm-hmm. is the episode that remains. The one like, podcast. That every gets other piece of technology breaks down. We just they and just, just somebody has a radio and it just yeah. plays on loop. It'd be amazing. They just listen to our annoying voices. Well, okay. So welcome to Biblical Lenses, a podcast that explores the how and why of living as a Christian in a pop culture world. Movies, art, people, everything is up for debate, and nothing is held back. In each episode, we explore a topic through conversation, banter, and the Bible to try to get to the truth of the matter. We're not pastors or scholars. We're just regular Christians trying to understand the world through the lenses of the Bible. In this episode, we talk about doomsday prepping. How many pickles can you eat in the next seven years? Three, two, one. The sky is falling. The end is near. That's so ominous. Hey, that was, yeah. I was trying. Welcome to Biblical Lenses. Welcome to Biblical Lenses. Yeah. Uh, this is the podcast where we talk about uh, things from hopefully a biblical perspective. Hopefully a biblical Try perspective. Try to make sense of them yeah. from a biblical perspective. That's all right. Words are hard. Yeah. Words are very hard. We're definitely not going to make sense of it if we talk about that. Sorry about that. Well, yeah, we today we have the very interesting topic. Yeah. Very interesting of talking about... Preppers, doomsday preppers, preppers to be specific. Yep. Ooh, is it biblical Ooh. to store 5,000 jars of mustard <laughs> and some shotguns in your bunker? I don't know. <laughs> Just 100 jars of pickles, like pickling I could, everything. I could live off pickles for yeah. a while. Uh, no doubt about it. I want to be a doomsday prepper, but not... Not for any other reason, but just to pickle everything. Pickle and can everything. What is... Okay, if you had to be a doomsday prepper, yeah. what... I have no idea how to prep. I'm not... A, are you a prepper? Uh, No, I mean, not in, in the food sense. Okay. I feel uh, like in many other things I could be a prepper, uh-huh. but in the sense of food... If you had to be a prepper yeah. and start prepping right now, mm-hmm. what one food item would you want to eat in your bunker for the next seven years until the nuclear waste cleared? Hmm, that's really good question. I would choose pickles. What? I love pickles. Seriously, pickles. No, I'm serious. I love pickles. You can eat pickles. Well, I feel like that's a really high sodium diet, so oh, I'd have to be... true. Like, just one? Just give me one. Peaches. peaches. I'd go with peaches. <laughs> peaches. I love peaches. Once again, really I mean, sugary. they would all rot. Yeah, they would. I mean, yeah, you don't have true. peach tree growing well, For seven there. years, everything's going to rot. Nah, Even doomsday peppers. Foods. There's, they have to, foods. No, they have to recycle. They have to, like, <sighs> literally get rid of those every... Sardines. You could you go would s- choose. You would choose sardines. No, I'm not saying okay. I would choose uh, that's sardines. What I'm just saying they wouldn't go bad, would they? Yeah, that's true. Bit like cans yeah. of beans, those things. Cans of beans, but that'd be that. Once again, that's just such a bland. Like I want something with a little bit of. We're flavor. talking survival. I know, not but gourmet I want to cooking. I want to enjoy a little bit of my listen, survival. Listen, listen. You know what? I've decided. After, if we're prepping, I'm not prepping with you. You know what? Fine. I don't want to be in a bunker. I'll, I'll just you. eat a can of tuna every single day for the rest of my life. That could be. That could be all right. Yeah. I'm no, with a crack, be, a little saltine. Yeah, that could be delicious. Yeah, a little be, cheese on top, right, a slice yeah. of apple, and you are living the dream down yep. there in that bunker. <laughs> yeah, that's totally true. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. So doomsday preppers. Okay. I really hope that uh, in in the in the apocalypse, this mm-hmm. is the episode that remains. The one like podcast. That every gets other piece of technology breaks down. We just they and just, just somebody has a radio and it just yeah. plays on loop. It'd be amazing. They just listen to our annoying voices. Well, okay. So when doomsday preppers uh, think about prepping mm-hmm. and creating their bunker and their mm-hmm. cache of weapons, yeah, that's, I don't get to use the word cache very often. I'm very excited that's about fine. right now. Um, what biblical references 
Or what what are they thinking? Is there a biblical reference they're thinking about? Are well, they thinking about the battle of, of They're certainly thinking about Armageddon. Like, Armageddon. Okay. They're certainly thinking, about, thinking about like Revelation, the world. But then again though, have you ever watched like Doomsday, Doomsday Preppers, the yes. actual show? Totally. Every every person on that show has a different way that the world is going to end. They're, okay. One of them's like, yeah, there's going to be a financial crisis. There's like zombies are going to come out and like right. start killing us all. Right. So, I feel like although they might say that they're prepping for the apocalypse. Their version of the apocalypse is different each way. I do think um, it. OK, I'm going to lay my cards on the yeah. table. I think it makes sense to prepare a little bit in case of maybe a natural disaster. Yeah. I maybe I mean, there's forms of preparedness. Yeah. That are, I think, are okay. Certainly. Right? Like, hey, I want to have some stuff in case a tornado hits, mm-hmm. or I want to have some blankets in yeah. case, I don't know, I want to have a bucket in case my roof starts leaking. That's yeah. all preparedness, right? Yeah. But when you start talking about doomsday preppers, they're going, the end of the world is coming, yeah. and I will be one of the sole survivors. Yeah. Um, is that a biblical principle? Yeah. Is it a biblical principle to say, I need to store up all of this stuff for me so I will not die? And so yeah. I can, I can I think there, there's definitely like, there's definitely some principles about like preparing for the future and storing up like, um, you know, not, not being caught off guard, not being lazy, like continuing to plan. Um, but I don't think that there's anything that says like, hey, when the end of the world comes, you need to have food and water prepared because you're going to try to survive for the next 10 years or whatever. Side note, in the 1990s, uh, when Y2K was getting yeah. ready to happen, yep. people were selling their homes yep. and digging like bunkers to live yep. in, and they were sure that that was going to be that it. was going to be the end of the world. The Mayan calendar yeah. stuff was going around, yep. and then like 1999 came, yep, and went. 2000 came. Turned over to 2000. Everything was fine. All the clocks flipped just Everything like normal. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it's just like it's it's interesting. There's like, definitely a lot of. There's definitely a big craze to doomsday preppers that I think is shouldn't be there because I, like like you have a couple of scriptures up there. Well, that, yeah. So like the the first one would be like we've been given this mandate in Matthew 28. Go therefore make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Matthew 28 verse 19, right? Like mm-hmm. can we do that? Can we go out if we're so constantly concerned about storing up things, yeah. storing things up in. Or here's here's a better question okay. that I think kind of gets into a deeper topic is okay. in the event of, because we all know that revelation is going to happen. We all okay. know that the end of the world's coming. And unless you're pre-trib or post-trib, like let's not talk about that, Ooh, but let's assume, let's just assume for our example here that we're all going to stay on this earth during, during the tribulation period. Okay. So let's do it. we're, we're going to be in this apocalyptic scenario, sure. right? Does that mean that we can, that we start taking care of ourselves or does that mandate continue to happen on the earth? Making disciples of all men, even in the amidst, even in the midst of tribulation and the apocalypse. See, I think that's where the verse that says sharing a cup of cold water in Jesus's name, mm-hmm. re, that's where the rubber really meets yeah. the road. It's when there's no water. When there's nothing, when, right? When all of a sudden it's, I can either give you my water yeah. or I can give me my water. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to give you my water. Because yeah. right now I can give out all the water I want, but I can come back and fill it up in the faucet in my house. Yeah. But what happens when doomsday comes? What yeah. happens, right? And you have to choose like yourself and your like your wife and child right. for, over like some random stranger that you what know do you do exactly. you know, it's yeah. very very interesting i yep. think that there is something also to be said though like is are we called is there a difference between living 
in a prepared way and being mm. wise and living in fear. Oh yeah. Is there a difference yeah. there? Yeah, there's definitely a difference. Well, there. how would you define the difference? Well, so, you know, there's a lot of people that take doomsday prepping, prepping to an excess, right? They have like 15 shotguns, 10,000 rounds of ammo. Right. They've got, you know, this bunker that's, you know, 12 miles wide. That's definitely a huge exaggeration. Right. Um, unless Massive. you go Gates, but, uh, this is like, they have all these things and then their, their idea is like, I'm going to close the door and I'm not going to come out for 10 years yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then there's like a person that I think for being prepared, this person recognizes like, Hey, I'm going to have all of this stuff, but in the event that like something happens, I want to be prepared to help others out. And right. so I think living in fear is like basically living in self-preservation mode. I uh -huh. want to just survive right. until whatever happens is gone. Right. Um, and then there's a being prepared so that you can help others out. And I think that's the holy mindset to have. If you're mm. this doomsday prepper of like, I'm just going to prepare so I can keep my wife and child alive. You know, I don't think that that's something that Jesus would mandate, right? I think he wants us to be prepared. Yeah. He wants us to be wise as serpents, gentle yeah. as doves. But at the same time, like Isaiah 41 says, fear not for I am with you. Yeah. Right. Be not dismayed for I'm your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you in my righteous right yeah. hand. There's that is just one of multiple calls in the Bible to mm -hmm. not be fearful, not yeah. be led by fear, mm -hmm. but be led by the spirit right instead. Yeah. And if the spirit tells you like to get a couple buckets of like emergency food and put it in your home. Yeah. Now you're using your discernment yeah. to like secure your home. Hey, those are all fine things. But when you start going, what if we need, you know, yeah. dot, dot, dot. What if we, what if this thing happens? What yeah. if it's a tornado? What if it's a flood? What if it's zombies? Like now yeah. you start freaking out. Well, and like, you know, even Matthew uh, 634 says, uh, therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Right. And so it's like, mm -hmm. I think that there are too many scriptures that are more about like, Hey, yes, there are, there are ways to be prepared, but don't be afraid that, I mean, at the end of the day, none of us can prepare for what's going to happen in the, in the end times. Like we can read about like what does happen, but we're not going to fully know or be prepared right. for what actually happens. You can never be prepared for everything. You know, you can have water and stuff like that stored right. up, but at the same time, like I think, like you said, our mandate should be to share, give the clothes off of our back to the next person and right. say like, here, take yours and trust that the Lord is going to provide for you. Now, that time. the reason I think that that's so yeah. is because I think the Bible makes a really good case for putting your priorities, putting your your the things you really care about in heaven yeah. and not in this body exactly. and this life that's going to pass away, yeah. right? So um, I think it's unbiblical to overthink the things that are going to happen to the the tangible world yeah. around us. Yep. And there's a saying, and I think it usually gets used in this way, but I want to reverse it and kind of challenge, which is I've heard a lot of people say, don't be so heavenly minded. You're no, earth, you're no earthly good. Yeah. Right. But it's also, don't be so earthly minded that you're no heavenly. Yeah. good, Right. And like, so one of my favorites on this topic is Matthew 10, 28 says, do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in yeah. hell. There, there's a huge call there to say, what is priority here? Mm -hmm. What's the bigger deal? Yeah. Like this thing that's going to pass away. Like mm -hmm. it, even if you defend it well yeah. and you die at the old age of 99, like yeah. in your bed, you're still going to die. It's still yeah. going to pass. Dude, I went dancing la the other night. Yeah. My back hurts. Hey, man. I'm 35. I'm already yeah. showing signs of like <laughs> of deterioration. Yeah. So it's going to go. Yeah. 
let it go. Well, and like, I, I really, I really like that. That's actually kind of changing my mind on, on the subject because I've always been, I mean, I was a boy scout, Eagle scout, like Eagles, like boy scouts motto, be prepared. Unbiblical. And so it's, I, well, just hey, kidding. You just know, kidding. whoa, whoa. I'm not now, attacking the boy scouts. You, yeah. I actually, boy scouts are unbiblical. Um, but that's all right. Fight no. Words. So say all that to say, like, I, I have always had this mindset of, I need to be prepared for the next thing. I need to be prepared to live for the next five years with the knowledge and training, whatever. But you saying that it really does show like, you know, in those moments you can beat like, um, our, our old, our old church had a, had a ministry that was, I forget what the name of it was, but their entire goal was to jump out of airplanes and no, do all sorts well, of crazy stuff, I, right? Skydiving and stuff. Like, no, it was more oh. like, Hey, like we're going to like plan and save and like, like save oh. food and save provisions. But the whole idea was like, Hey, if a natural disaster ever hits one love or ever hits Hawaii, all of a sudden we have a team that can go out and start distributing food, paper towels, water, stuff like that, and be a light to our community. And it was at that moment that I was like, that's a beautiful thing. Which is now the difference, the contrast between self-centered survivalism, Mm -hmm. thinking of myself living in fear, I say unbiblical, but take care of my family, store up for like Mm -hmm. my, my, you know, my children's children. I'm thinking, you know, like take care of those that are around me. Philippians chapter two, I want to consider others as more important than myself. I want to be able to offer something when there's nothing to be offered anywhere. That all of a sudden, because that is a biblical concept. Like, I mean, we, we, you brought up, or I don't know, you don't bring up in the podcast, but we were talking before about Joseph. Like Joseph is revered in the Bible because of his ability to store up for the time that came and the famine came and nobody had food or water. He had seen far ahead and known the the goodness of saving the food and the provisions. And then he was able to invite his family back to basically live in the land of and Egypt. And when you look in, in at the story of Joseph in Genesis 41, right? Like you see so many, op- like there's a huge contrast there. It's actually really, really beautiful, yeah. right? Like Joseph was um, like sold into slavery by his brothers. Mm -hmm. He totally, for every, you know, like considerable kind of like idea, he totally should have had the right to mess with them and like, and kill them and torture them once he sees them coming back Mm -hmm. and he's in control of Egypt. Right. But he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't. Right. Same thing. He was sold into slavery. Potiphar's wife, Mm -hmm. Egyptian, like hosed him, put him in a prison. He should be angry at Egypt. Right. But he's not. He comes out and he says, I'm going to care for Egypt. I'm going to use my gifts and my discernment and the visions the Lord gives me Mm -hmm. to care for and protect. And so Instead of responding out of fear and anger and hatred and malice, he responds out of care, yeah. right? And and so I think there's there's a theme that runs through that, yeah. which is like, you know, we can prepare, like yeah. we can be wise, but it can't just be because we're terrified for our own lives. Well, and even like taking a note from from the early early centuries of church, there was a lot of sorry, I'm just trying to talk through a burp right now. Got it. Um, yes. There was a lot of, uh, Christians that like during the time of plagues or famine, more, more plagues, there were people that would get sick, you know, get whatever the black plague or the bubonic plague. And they like families would abandon. So imagine like you getting sick and all of a sudden Amy and the kids are like, Hey, 
we got to go. Like, we're not going to get sick, you know? Right. But then there were like Christians that would like circle around the, the fellow believers and take care of them and, you know, nourish them. And then they would also in turn get sick, but it was a community of believers gathering around one another, mm-hmm. taking care of the sick and the needy and those that couldn't take care of themselves because they were too sick. And it's like, they, they were the ones that were heavenly minded. They were, I don't care if this physical body dies, mm-hmm. I'm commanded by God to to attend to the sick, clothe the naked, take care of those that are in need. So I just, you know, looking at them, it's like that puts a whole perspective, puts me into perspective about like what I should do. Hey, even when I have nothing, even if it means that I will starve to death, but the person next to me will live on, like I feel like God's mandate would be even more so like, hey, if you have the last bite of food and somebody else doesn't, you should give it to them kind right. of thing, you know? You know, it, it, it makes me think of, the way that like we're called to act the way that we're called to like love people like and it says in first corinthians whatever we do whatever whether we eat or drink whatever we do do it all for the glory of god right Mm -hmm. so like there's a huge call in the new testament especially like that we are supposed to be this light that shines we're supposed to look different right so i sharing caring loving thinking outward not yeah. thinking inward i think that um there is ways like us we were talking about this before the podcast started recording but um they're one of my favorite shows of all time extreme couponers <laughs> you got to watch extreme couponers if you've never seen <laughs> yeah. an episode of it yeah because there are some messed up people yeah. on extreme couponers and i'm not a psychologist yeah. but you can watch them and they, they'll say stuff like a lady that has like a uh, 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 like a bunker mm-hmm. below or like a, oh, um, what do you call Lord. it? Like a, you go downstairs, yeah. um, whatever basement, basement, that's like a basement. Yeah. That's brain fart. That's right. A basement that has like, like a thousand jars of mustard, oh a thousand gosh. jars of mayonnaise, a thousand jars of yeah. pickles. And she's just like, I can't stop. I can't stop. And why? Cause as they dig in, it's a little bit like hoarders. Yeah. It's kind of hard to watch, but you just can't turn away. It's like a NASCAR wreck. She's like, you know, when we were kids, we were poor and there was nights where I didn't have anything to eat. And I always vowed I would never have a night wow. like that again. So now I have a thousand jars yeah. of mustard and I'm like, that's yeah. Okay. We what need to let go of that thousand jars of mustard. But yeah. I was watching a different episode of extreme couponers. I really like the show. Yeah. You can tell. Of course. And I mean, there was a guy yeah. who was a pastor who would clip coupons and figure out ways to get like $3,000 worth of food and he'd get it for like 50 bucks Whoa. and he would take $3,000 worth of food and he would go hand it out to the homeless That's awesome. yeah. and it's like, and people in the store, are, it was just one of the greatest scenes ever. He's just using coupons and that thing connects with this coupon and I have synergy with this oh coupon and he'd get stuff for free. And like the, like the managers would come over and just be like, you're amazing. And they would clap yeah. for him and be like, you're doing it. You're yeah. doing yeah. it. And there was like <laughs> one specific episode where this guy got out with like a thousand dollars worth of food for absolutely free. Oh, shut and up. he just handed it. He went and took it. I mean, they did like a church, like that's event awesome. where they fed the poor. And it's like, he spent so much time preparing yeah. and clipping to love people in the yeah. name of Jesus. And I'm like, that's good. That's, that's good prepping. Like, yeah, I feel like that guy is going to be like in the in the inner circle of heaven where you're going to be like, well, like, why is that guy there? He's like, he clipped coupons, bro. Coupons, he got He got food for hey, free. Like, hey, what? See, <laughs> see that crown on yeah. his head? It's made of coupons, baby. <laughs> <laughs> newspaper clippings. Just newspaper clippings. Absolutely. That's awesome. Oh, man. No, I mean, like, so, but... When you think about like, is it, would it even be appropriate then in that case to have like a bunker like dug inside your house? 
the I, ooh, I don't know. See, that's where it's like because I've forever wanted a bunker. Like I just think it's. What do you I just want a bunker? Super, you don't want a bro, bunker. You want it's a man. Super cool. You want a man. No, you just I want somewhere to go. Hang I just out. want something underground. You're, that's what I want. That'd that be cool. Is not a I, good idea. Hey, so we talked about uh, on the social. media. If you're basically following along, you know that I I go on Instagram and I follow like primitive survival and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. I also just because I follow that kind of stuff, like doomsday prepping, always shows up on my Instagram. And so I will I will see ways to make man-made like doomsday shelters and like conceal them so people don't know what they're like they look like. Mm-hmm. I think just as like a challenge to myself, I've always wanted to build my own. Don't do it. But, Listen, but don't say do all that to say, like, it's not necessary, right? Or like yeah. we would say it's not necessary. But at the same time, though, in the same vein, I would say like there's nothing wrong with trying to like protect your family and trying to protect. No, those but that's not you. what we're talking about, right? We're not talking yeah. about protecting your family. But like, think about it like this: like, if you like, let's say something does happen, and and you're like, let's say like the end times happen, tribulation happens, and there are people that are trying to hunt down Christians, okay, right? Like, you can do so much ministry by staying alive and staying like. Oh, for like sure. Protecting yourself. Oh, yeah. For and staying sure. hidden too. Like oh, no. that's, Listen, that's the one thing that I'm thinking if, of. If if that's how if that's how the end times go down, yeah. and I am an end time survivalist, yeah. I'm going straight underground railroad yeah. style. We're going hidden church. Yeah. I'm not gonna walk on the streets yeah. and raise my hands up to heaven yeah. and pray where everyone's pointing a gun yeah. at me. I'm gonna stay alive and do the work of the Lord. Exactly. Right. But I don't think that involves me sitting inside with 5,000 cans of baked beans with an yeah, Uzi in my lap. That's true. I don't think yeah. that that's what we're talking about. Yeah. I think we're talking about going out and doing it regardless mm-hmm. of whether or not you're going to get capped, yeah. which you might. Yeah. And God says that's a blessing that's if true. you do. Yeah. Right. And so I think, you know, the only, I was just looking it up, the only references I can find yeah. to digging something. Uh-huh. Okay. The only reference oh, I can find no. to digging something is either Matthew 25, <laughs> the parable of the man, the, the talents, the yeah. man who, who just <laughs> buried his treasure. That's one. But what the one I really want to talk about is Matthew 13. We're talking about the kingdom of heaven is like a tr- treasure hidden in a field. Oh, man. And the man unburied it or <laughs> dug it up, realized what he had. And he went and sold everything yeah. for the field. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that's That good. doesn't sound like doomsday prep. No. That and sounds like the only thing that, that, that you were really talking about here is like, if you bury it, you suck. If yeah. you uncover it and you sell everything to have what's there, yeah. Right. Now you're loving Jesus. But then you're talking about I took like, those way out of context. The gospel. Yeah, you loosely did. Loosely out of context. Because you're really talking about the gospel of in, course in that. So it's like, you know, and I don't know. Maybe at the end of, at the end of the day, like, I think that that's going to be something that the Holy Spirit is going to have to drive. Because everything inside of your worldly nature says, I need to protect. I need to, you know, even like yeah. you see you see guys and their girlfriends or like, you know, wives or whatever. And like danger starts happening. There are some people that are just like, Fight or see flight. a girl, like, <laughs> I'm out. Like, I'm not protecting you. You watch out for yourself. Oh and then there are God. guys who are like, hey, I'll protect. So I think it's like one of those things that you're not going to know what, what you're going to actually, how you're going to respond. I might like maybe the end of the world happens and all of a sudden I become this crazy guy with scraggly beard, maybe. like a bandana on his head. You're not far out off. there, Rambo, you know, I'm not you far gotta off. Trim, I really you got to trim that beard, baby. I feel like I'm like two disasters away from just being a crazy man. Yeah. But I feel like if your tire popped uh, while you were driving, oh, you'd yeah. go into straight survival. I would go, I would go Rambo. I'm a little afraid of you. Yeah. Like you have PTSD, Especially, but you haven't been anything <laughs> that really like... Especially in like Texas, yeah. I get like caught out in the desert. All of a sudden, I come out with like a jackrabbit or something like that. Yeah, totally, that that really is me. But at the same time, like you know, 
like I said, I, I think that at the end of the, at the end of the day, it's just something that you're going to, you're going to, the Holy Spirit's going to help you out with, like to be a light in your community. You, it really is to basically say like, Hey, I'm going to give what I have to somebody else. Yeah. Like, that's not something that I think that you can do right now in this current culture. Cause we have an excess of everything in the American culture. So I think it, it's hard to train yourself uh, to do something, to uh, prepare your heart for something that is just so the other way right now. Mm -hmm. There's so much abundance. There's so like so much like that we have, right? Like Mm -hmm. we are just so blessed that the idea of sharing my last cold cup of water, it's a thought that can go through your head, but it's hard to truly process and say, what would I do? What what would the actions that I would take in that situation? And I think the only thing that you can really do is pray. Like right now, Lord, I don't, I don't have that. Like I'm so blessed by you, but like, would you prepare my heart mm-hmm. for when I do have to give something that I desperately want, yeah. like, or that I, that I don't want to give away. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, Hebrews 13 says, for we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. Mm-hmm. Like again, yeah. like for me, the, my big like ending thought is like being too earthly minded yeah. to be any heavenly good. Yeah. That really sticks out to me. Like yeah, I, it's good. I am, we do have some emergency rations in this house. Mm-hmm. I am a handgun owner. Yeah. So if somebody tries to charge in, I yeah. will defend my family. Yeah. But I'm not going to store up like 75 Uzis yeah. and like enough like MRE military rations to yeah. last me like seven years. Yeah. Because I don't I just don't think that that's necessary. See, I would say like and now talking like reversing it again and saying like, don't be too heavenly minded being the earthly good. Like, I think that there are the, like instead of saying like, hey, I can store up this food for seven years. I would say like, hey, I can store up this much food for 70 people. There, you, you know, and then you're then you're then if you're that's saying what you want to do. Then do it. Then that you're way. saying like, hey, like, you know, I have all of this provisions. But if let's bring it back to a realistic sense, like a hurricane just hit the Bahamas. Right. Okay, like, yeah. So if like this hurricane comes through and or a tornado rips through Austin and starts, I can go out with my provisions and say, Hey, here, like do this. Hey, do this. Hey, you know, here's, here's some food for you. Share the gospel, this and that. And now, now you're heavenly minded, but you're also earthly good. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, and so it's just, it's like having, having the, the preparation, but also recognizing like, Hey, this isn't necessarily, I'm not doing this for myself. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this to be a light in my community. And I think no matter what's situation you're in that's always going to be a good mindset to have i agree yep we i think we're in a lot of agreement yep. in this episode which i don't know if that's starting to anger people that we it don't, is i mean i do disagree with you on some things yeah but on doomsday prepping doomsday prepping i'm right there with okay. you bro it's just because we're both uh we're both sane people so that's ooh. really what it is okay be, before we go because yeah. we're only like 26 minutes into okay. this thing are so, you saying that all doomsday preppers are crazy Nah, i think you have to be a little crazy in order to be a doomsday prepper like you said i'm i'm a little i'm a little on the crazy side Okay. Um, and I just think that there's no way that you can predict, like I said in the beginning, all doomsday preppers have like a detailed list of what's going to happen. They're like, first wall Street's going to go. Then we're all going to lose our clothes. Right. Then like, it's just a weird, I don't know how we got to those two progressions I don't either, but I, like they have this detailed plan of what's going to happen. Okay. And it's like, you listen to it at the end of the day, you're like, that's not going to happen at all. Bro. How do you know? Hey man, look. how do you know? Because maybe all the electro like whatever dams break. Yeah. And then, yeah, maybe the maybe oh, the yeah. stock market. Crashes. All the electro dams are going to break. Yep. I don't even know what an electro yeah, dam is. I, I don't know what that, that is either. I apologize. All I'm saying is that I just think you got to be a little bit crazy in order to store a thousand jars of mustard. OK. In in your in your 
down downstairs bunker. Okay, let's play a little game. Yeah, really quickly before yep. we go, um, give me the first name of a man like that is a doomsday prepper. Like, what is it? What's the type of name for a man that Jedediah Smith? Jed- <laughs> You know that guy has a like also a the founder beard. of Springfield yeah. from The Simpsons. Like, you, <laughs> is it really? I didn't I know totally that. I totally called hey, you out on that. No, hey, I've never watched Absolutely The Simpsons. Absolutely, I could not Smith. watch The Simpsons as a kid. What? So that, that cannot be. Maybe it's not Jedediah Smith. Maybe it's I don't. Jedediah, well, maybe it's Jedediah Springfield. It, but Jedediah it could for be. Sure. Yeah, it yeah, could yeah. be Jedediah. Okay. Yeah. I was. I would say Jethro, but that's more just like a good old boy, isn't yeah. it? Jethro is a good old boy. Yeah. I would say like a lady would be like she'd be like a Margo or something like that. A Margo. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Like a Martha. It's interesting though that you the first name that you went like hey this name sounds like a doomsday prepper was a biblical name yeah right like if you were like yep. hey here's these three guys i know they're doomsday preppers jedediah zephaniah yep. and ezekiel yeah they're all like stalking <laughs> like the bunker right now yeah. doesn't it sound right yep. it does nowadays though there's more there's more and more people that are getting like into because they're like oh you, you know all of our natural resources are going and we're gonna you know have global warming in the next 12 years is gonna kill us all or something like that so i think there's a lot of people that are like you know i don't know is there any not biblical name? What's a non biblical name? Tom. Tom. Yeah. No, because Thomas. I mean, I'm Thomas Jesse. Jesse. There well, you that's go. Well, Jesse's not, also mind. That's, biblical that's, name. That's, Nolan. Yeah. There's Nolans there's out no there. There's no Nolans world. in the Bible. Yeah, there's no Nolans in the Bible. Yeah. There's Nolans out there that are like, well, we're going to die in 12 years. We need to prep and all this other stuff. So I don't know, man. Well, what, what do you think of? Uh, name wise? Yeah. I just, I don't know. I was just wondering what names you thought. Some other items like that come to mind when I think of, uh, doomsday prepping. Uh, we already mentioned it, but pickles, pickles um, yeah, pickles is a big one. Uh, military rations. Oh, uh, like greenhouse, like greenhouses or, uh-huh. um, or like hydroponic gardens, hydroponic gardens. And you have basically like a constant refreshing of food yes. and, and provisions. Um, uh, yeah. Air, like, um, what are the th- things in star, star Wars that he's going to go like, like Luke is going to go like fix at Uncle Ben's farm, like the air, oh, the oxygen, yeah, something. I know like, about, yeah. I don't, whenever I hear something, it's like oxygen tanks or air yep. refreshers. I'm like preppers. You always think of that, yeah. yeah that and gas masks. You always see gas masks, gas masks. and you see um, uh, hydrochloric acid. Why hydrochloric acid? Just dissolve anything. Just yeah, like human be, waste. Like, it dissolves human waste. Ew. So you no longer have to like. But that can't be like good that. in a in a. You can't dissolve human waste with hydrochloric acid when there's no airflow. Well, there is airflow, but it's an it's an intake outtake. How do intake they have airflow in a bunker? You know, it's like through through filters. See, once again, I'm getting weird here because I know all this stuff, Listen, and it's gonna. I'm gonna start turning. Into I a do doomsday know. Prepper. I've seen a couple doomsday prepper yeah. like uh, doomsday bunker episodes, yeah. and they always have like these like you know pipes that come up out of the ground but i mean that's the dumbest thing ever you just clog the pipes and they die down there well that's what i'm saying though like there's ways to hide it so that it looks like a it looks like an like you're telling me if the end times come yeah there's few people on this earth and i know that somewhere around your neighborhood you have a bunker yeah thousands of pounds of food you're telling me i won't scour every tree and bush and rip it out and find the snorkel suffocate you and then take the stuff out a couple days later and go in and enjoy that's my thing is i wouldn't i wouldn't tell you that i have a bunker I, I would just be like, oh yeah, I don't, I would act like I don't know. So that's the, that's the biggest thing about doomsday preppers. They all say like, I'm a doomsday prepper. I have this bunker. I wouldn't say anything. Hey, I would just be working for like 12 years on a bunker. Would you never say a word? Yeah. Be- best episode of yeah. doomsday preppers I ever saw was the one where the married couple had like built this massive bunker Yeah. and they were like an old, like 55 year old Southern couple and they got married and they had to figure out who got the bunker in the divorce. <laughs> <laughs> it was a 
guess what? She got the bunker in the yeah. divorce. He was so angry. Him and all his cousins surrounded it with shotguns. We're like, you want it? Come take the bunker. Best episode. That's the worst. Some of the greatest TV of all time was yeah. that one right there. Oh, man. Let's land this plane now. Let's yeah. land this plane. Well, uh, we uh, we hope you enjoyed the episode. We'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Biblical Lenses or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Biblical Lenses. Please check the show notes for any uh, funny, interesting, or um, thought-provoking links that we have yeah. for you. And we release a fresh podcast every single Wednesday. We would love it if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps us get the word out about this show and the ridiculous things that we say. I hope you guys are having an amazing week, and we will see you later.